When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Does picking an outfit have you running a little too fashionably late? We get it. Great taste takes time. That's why Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, has your back with the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, delivered in under 60 minutes. Convenience never goes out of style. So if you need to spend some extra time in the mirror instead of at the store, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. We're not that bad. Yo, mad that we're not the Cavs or Mav shit. Even the Jazz, yo. At least we're not the Suns. Fuck the Pelicans, yo. They gave us Buddy Heald and took away the best damn player that we have ever had, yo. We're not that bad at making trades. Really young players might be great someday. And I just really hope that we get better soon. Getting blown out by the Hawks makes me really want to move. We're not that bad, yo. We're just different, cause we like to pass on clay for Jimmer. Damn, yo, we're not that bad, we're just different. We took Robinson and Stella Lillard. Fuck. You're listening to the Cobras on Fire podcast, part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network. Officially the world's tallest podcast, hosted by Luz Cannon and Baco. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined, as always, by the comprehensive Loose Cannon. How are you this evening? I am excellent. I'm not experiencing any technical difficulties so far, <laughs> so things are going well. Yeah, all right. How, yeah. How's things on your end? Uh, so far, so good. I'm expecting a power outage in about you know the next 10 minutes, so something's got to fuck up tonight, right? I'm sure, yeah. It's got to be why. on my end this time. Uh, yes, so. yes. So yes, why don't we, uh, uh, let, let's explain a little bit. You were out in Indiana when we recorded, and we had a friend of show Rob on. And yep. apparently when you go to Indiana, you forget how computers work. Uh, it's... <laughs> how microphones work, and I, I get way too excited. <laughs> I drink too many beers before the podcast yeah. because I was calling you from the future there yeah, versus yeah. behind. So that was exactly. part of the difficulties. And now I'm from the future. I'm more yeah, used right. to being from the future, but I can handle the past. Yeah. So, how was the last hour in the world? Oh, it was a little brisk. Uh, you know, we're not getting a lot of sun out here in Minnesota. It's kind of down. I th- okay. I'm thinking well, about committing suicide. Okay, and this concludes the weather and depression <laughs> portion of the show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, we're wrapping up the year. What are you wearing? 2018 was supposed to be the year in fashion. What do you got? We're, let's go out in style. Sure. Well, it is uh, cold as balls in my basement right now. And I am wearing a zip-up hoodie, jeans from work, since work is not a, is a generally casual environment, and a pair oh, nice. of, I call them uh, athletic leisure sh- shoes, in, in between, half-dressy 
half athletic. Mm, I think. What I about have, you? I think I have a pair of those. Um, I am wearing jeans uh, from work still too, but uh, I'm more in a in a production environment, so I'm encouraged to wear uh, rugged pants. Uh, get, get <laughs> you get ink on them, you snag them on metal stuff like that. I yeah. am wearing uh, black socks uh, and uh, Nike flip flops. Uh, not 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 a normal look that I would rock out in the public, but uh, I'm at home and it's kind of cold in the basement, so I didn't want to go without socks and I don't want to put shoes on. Yeah, it's it's good that that they have safety at work because jeans. What they do is they give you an extra millisecond when you have something <laughs> sharp before you just cut your leg off. That's good. Uh, for me, it's more about the cost and how dirty they get. Uh, just just okay. walking through the fucking place. But and uh, the creme de la creme. The second time I have ever rocked this baby is my Justin Bieber T-shirt. <laughs> I do remember seeing that. Yeah. I wore it to Wilson's wedding, and now I'm wearing it recording tonight. Yes, 2018, year in fashion. Yes, and well, let's get down to it, but but yeah, I do have to say that, it. yeah, we got to get with it, but you know, I, I think that 2019 is going to be more professional already. We're wearing proper pants. We're not mm-hmm. free-balling. I mean, this is definitely next level like this year has been overall. So what do you want to talk about today, Baco? Um, well, we're, we're just going to kind of wrap up, uh, what do you want to call it? It's like the best of the rest. Cause the, the next step we're going to get into, uh, a tease here, people, the Cobras and fire official top five albums of the year. But today <laughs> we're going to, today we're going to kind of talk about other bands that we like, don't like songs that kind of poked, peaked interest in us, uh, albums that, uh, disappointed us, that kind of stuff. Basically a 2018 wrap up. Yeah, I mean, I think this episode could be, instead of the top five, we're just calling this, eh, not that bad. I like it, Luce. I like it. Let's go with it. Uh, why don't we get into some music, since we're going to uh, go a little music-heavy on this episode, with a band that we both saw in Northern Invasion, with a name that has one word that I know you're in love with, and that's Stone, with, uh, and this is the Blue Stones.
Fun fact, people, that band has two people in it. I did not know that going in. You're a big fan of the two-person band, aren't you, Vodka? I, I love both people in both in all two-person bands. <laughs> so uh, how, would you, how would you rate Meg, uh, Meg White in the White Stripes as a drummer? She is definitely their best drummer when she's playing and nobody else is. Don't don't you think Jack White can probably actually play drums better than her? Oh yeah, I mean, I my my two year old son could, uh, and I don't yeah. have a I don't have a two year old son. So that's, I, that's, I think her drumming is more disappointing than her porn. <laughs> she in porn? Yeah, there's some like uh, sex tape out there. Oh, that's pretty. I gotta write that down. Hmm, interesting. With Jack White? No. Okay. All right, Baco, as I know you enjoy the holiday season, you love that that term, happy holidays versus versus Christmas. I right? insist on saying it. <laughs> and what's your reasoning on it again? I don't have a reason. Okay. I think it makes people mad. <laughs> then do you show them a picture of your upside down, upside down tree? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, you know, someone says I'm a Satanist and calls my wife stupid or something. I don't know. Good at social engagements. And by the way, do you also have your Yuletide log already? Uh, no, we, our Yuletide log is Darth Vader burning at the end of Star Wars uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Ooh, good. Fresh movie reference as usual. Look so it up let's... on YouTube, people. Okay. Three hours Continue. of Darth Vader burning. <laughs> is seriously? Is yeah. this in a loop you just put it on your TV? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, it plays, yeah. and then we just play some Christmas music to it or something. It's <laughs> You have, a hell, you have a hell of a Christmas here at your house. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yes. Well, and yesterday was Krampus. So uh, did you have a good Krampus is the right question. but I, I missed uh, it. I'm going to watch that movie this year, though. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I know you uh, You always have good luck getting trees. Last year, uh, you lost a limb. <laughs> yes, I call the problem that I have, like many things in my life, the curse of, and this is the curse of the trees. <laughs> okay. Would you like me to elaborate? Yeah, well, I remember you had some okay. issues last year. I did. So so every year we do the whole Clark Griswold thing. We go into a forest up in the in Copper Mountain area. And basically, you know, you go, you cut down the tree, you put it in the back. But but the, uh, but last year the tree never got back home because the car didn't get off first gear. We slid down a hill. Car got towed. We had to stay overnight. Mm. And four days later, the the tree died in the back of the uh, the van. So okay. essentially, I paid twelve hundred dollars for a tree. You got it? How'd it go this year? Is it up and decorated? <laughs> so this year, same plan. Go out there. Uh, blizzard hits us while we're out there. I got we got stuck in traffic. <laughs> it takes it takes it takes it takes an hour. It takes an hour to get out there. It took us five hours to get back. The entire road was closed down. We were in two cars because we brought a friend along this time. And the tree was in the back of our same van. Van wasn't breaking down. But our friend's car, which had 500 miles on it, brand new Kia, and broke down the side of the road. Then to fit her and her dog, we had to then throw the, throw the fucking tree out on the side <laughs> of the highway to fit her in there. And then drove home, and I said, I am never going back here again, and I went back to Home Depot again for the second year. That's the story. Okay. Uh, this is <laughs> this is going to sound kind of ra- – well, first of all, Merry Christmas. I'm glad everything works out, <laughs> and, uh, and nobody is, uh, is dead uh, other than the tree sitting in a ditch on the Colorado mountain somewhere. I, I know that – you're a fan of Julian Gill's work, and he's been a wonderful guest on our show. So for those that 
aren't aware, he is the admin of Kiss FAQ. You're like the Julian Gill of of cutting down trees. You know, he has had such tragic luck with with Kiss, and I'm talking big purchase items. Like, he, I don't know if you recall, but Gene Simmons spelled his name wrong on the on the on the Gene Simmons vault that he paid a couple grand for. <laughs> What did you use a G or something like Jillian? E N, not A N at the end there. Um, <laughs> he, I know he had some books destroyed in transit to the Nashville Expo by the airline. Um, uh, I don't, Paul, he is personally responsible for Paul and Bob Ezrin having a falling out over the Odyssey book. I mean, that's kind of curse, don't you think? Vinny postponed his dates, and I, I think he was able to recoup some of his airline money, but lost the hotel deposit or something. Uh, I, he missed out on getting end-of-the-road the tickets because the Wi-Fi wasn't working at the hotel. Uh, the Kiss... Oh, he bought that... Remember that Kiss Road case with all the records in it? His showed up like missing like five or six records. Like I said, it's, 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 it's a very loose tie-in, but... Uh, God bless Julian Gill for continuing. He's kind of like uh, that guy in the Monty Python movie. It's like only a flesh wound. He just kind of keeps carrying on. So just, just crawling with his using his lips to move around. <laughs> That's all he's got left.
All right, Baco, so let's talk about Greatest Misses, some anticipated albums from artists that we like that just didn't hit the mark. The biggest one for me, and, and, and you might even share in this one, was Red Sun Rising. Uh, I, I didn't really care for the new record that much. Uh, I know we featured a couple tracks here and there, but for the most part, I think the problem was what I thought they were and what they were trying to be were two different things. And that's okay. It's just they're still a good band, but the record just it didn't rock like I wanted it to. Well, it also is very – it's hard to remember a lot of the songs. Like I, I went back like four times and I was like, I, I'm looking at this title. I cannot recall how the song goes. That's a good point, yeah. I mean because yeah. uh, I mean – I've listened to the Donnie V record probably three times total, and I can already kind of recall how the songs go in my head, at least you know the ones I liked. And that record, yeah, I kind of got a, I need a, almost like a like a boost to remind me what it is. Yeah, I mean, anytime you look at a track listing of an album and you have to scratch your head like a monkey, thinking how does this song go? That's a bad sign. And <laughs> that was not the case last time. I, I think I, I kind of I agree and don't agree with the whole thing about what you thought they were. I guess that's a valid, but I don't think they know what they are yet. You know what I, I mean? Like it was I, yeah. it was a little scattershot the last album too. Well, the first record is what it is, and a lot of time that isn't always exactly where a band is going to go from that point. You know. Uh, but they, they definitely turned into more of a, a, a songwriter kind of developing thing. There's a lot more color in, in what they do as far as imagery, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. They, they, they seem to want to be more of almost a, a lighter rock band than they do want to be because they are a kick-ass heavy rock band, but they even their stage presence was kind of toned down a little bit this year. They sounded great. Oh, Perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. Again, okay. phenomenal yeah. band. This is not a bad record. These aren't bad songs. I would just say it's kind of boring. It's just... Yes, yes. It starts off kind of slow, weird opener, but there are some great tracks on it, like Death Wish. Life is fading by the slow, it chills us to the wave, it feeds me to the bone, and it's alright, unless you feel you're too late.
you i mean uh I, I we agree on that one but i know you definitely got to have more to say on this topic you know i can i can kind of summarize it this way that i have this summer playlist that has like a thousand plus songs on it and uh, sometime when i was in the backyard doing some some gardening as i do i <laughs> <laughs> i had my pruning shears in hand yeah. and everything Yes, yes and it was uh i was i was i was working on the daffodils and all of a sudden I heard this song by Led Zeppelin that I could not place. It was spectacular. I was like, is this on the box set? Is this, I just, I can't remember the song, but I put it on here. And I all of a sudden realized it was Highway Tune by Greta Van Fleet. And uh, no joke. And, and No, you know, I, I, I actually heard the song bef- knowing it was them before it started getting played on the radio. But I duped a couple different people. I was like, have you ever heard this Zeppelin tune before? I'm like, no. Okay. You know, so I know, yeah, it's very believable. Yeah, and and... You know, very talented musicians, young, all that kind of stuff. But the the main thing is, is that even if the production is, is Zeppelin-y, but, you know, I like the EP, though. Uh, then they expanded it, and then finally they came out with a full album. And, boy, this one, it just, uh, I, I just don't get it. It's it's kind of like the uh, the coda or the in <laughs> through the outdoor. This yeah. is basically the hot dog, if you want to pick a terrible Led Zeppelin song, yeah. of of Zeppelin. But I just don't get it. Like, how far are you going to push that? I was hoping that they would just change it and be more just classic rock in general. 
I think a lot of people are being a little unfair with their hatred for these guys. I kind of get it because of how redundant they are from Led Zeppelin, but these are very young guys, and, and, and especially when that song you, you talk about, uh, that, that Highway song came out, one of them was still in high school. And it's also three brothers, which always creeps me out, But and I'm sure they, they probably <laughs> grew up listening to their parents' records, and I'm guessing they got a little bit of stage parents kind of push them in one direction. Hold on. Hold on, though. You're you're saying that they listened to their parents' records. Did they only own Led Zeppelin? They had nothing else? Uh, well, look, this, if it weren't for the singer's voice, we could probably find other elements of other bands. But we focus so much on that uh, because of the way he's, he, he basically sounds exactly like Robert Plant. But once they got picked up and they got a little bit of steam, uh, the management, you know, just kind of pushed them in, in one direction. And I, 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 I feel bad in a certain sense because I really don't think they're ever going to be allowed to develop on their own as people. They're already out there too much. You know what I mean? They, they played like an 8,000 place here and it sold out. Yeah, they're, they're a mystery to me a little bit. The same thing here. They sold two nights out at uh, 4,000 Cedar in town here. I just, I, I guess I just, apparently you know, 8,000 is their max. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the math. That is true. But, but yeah, just in general, like, uh, you know, is this the only way that a, that a straight up rock band could be famous is by sounding exactly like another band. It's just an odd thing. I, I would rather that these guys didn't hit so quick. And they also like separated and made friends and formed three bands instead of one band with three brothers. Uh, it just just seems weird. <laughs> That's a lot of expectation you want. So you think they should split up and there should be a Greta, a van, and a fleet?
So as we continue our eh, not that bad episode, what do you think about Goodbye June? One of your highlights from uh, one or two years ago, right? Yeah, I I love them live more than I actually like listening to that record. But the record wasn't okay. bad, and they yeah. have a new. You told me there's a new record out this year, right? I haven't heard it. Yeah, it's an EP, and they went straight up Greta Van Fleet, and again made bad Led Zeppelin songs. It was a real shame because I really they had a I don't know if it's unique, but just kind of like a classic sound like a Black Crows or I don't know. Just They were just straight up, and they definitely jumped the shark on this one. Oh, quick side so. tangent. Do you, are, are you a fan of the EP movement? I am. I I have to say, here, here's the, 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 here's the version of the EP movement I like. If you're throwing out an EP in between, kind of like an Alice in Chains and doing something different, uh, basically the opposite of, why don't you, why don't you summarize the Hailstorm uh, model. <laughs> That's right. Uh, they had an album, got some success. Then they did a live album of that entire album. And then, <laughs> a, then an EP of covers. Then a new studio record followed by, you guessed it, an EP of covers. And then a studio album. I, maybe they did another EP of covers. I don't remember. But it was like, in five years, you got like five records of product. But you got a live album covering the one entire record and two EPs of covers included in that yes. five. It's 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 like the the shitty version of the Alice in Chains model. Exactly, and it definitely was not their idea. And it, it, didn't it seem more like when Alice in Chains came out with Sap, they just kind of threw it out there because they thought it was cool. It got no promotion or anything like that. It was oh, just kind of yeah. tossed out there, like this is kind of fun. Me and us and our buddies, we we pressed record. And then we went and did a studio album while you guys bought this. Uh, Alice in Chains. Did you hear Rainer? Talk about no promotion. Did, did that one sneak up on you? Because all of a yeah, sudden, yeah, we there, talked there about it. Al- I was like, we were at Target buying like milk and uh, rubber <laughs> rubber made tubs. And they're like, is that an Alice in Chains record? It apparently had been out for like a month. Yeah, and I'm not sure if you pronounce. Apparently, it's a mountain. In, yeah, uh, Mount Rainier. Oh, I don't even know it. I'm not very and, good at geography. Uh, the the beer, uh, Rainier, is uh, named after that mountain. See? Facts, people. Enjoy them. But, yeah, I mean, that Dallas one was... Mountain in Canada. What were your impressions on the album? Enough. Uh, what's What were your impressions on the album overall? I liked it. Okay. Uh, for me, it was kind of a... Uh, the songs that I loved were the ones that were like sap and Jar of Flies. Those are the standouts for me. The ones that were, were rockers okay. weren't as, as, uh, as highlights. But the great thing about that album is they had, I almost 
feel they should have done EP because there's like four or five tracks on it that are straight up Jar of Flies style. I disagree with you a little bit on the way you describe them. I think they're a little more rocky than Jar of Flies, but I kind of get where you're coming from, so I might be splitting hairs there. Will you agree that the harmonizing with William Duvall and Cantrell on this album is fantastic? Absolutely. Drink. Long gone the days of summer In a late stretch is longer
Rocco, at some point <laughs> you enjoy you enjoyed a a Shinedown song. Yes? I did. Oh, I'm I'm not a hater. No. Yeah, you've seen them live. You just found them a little boring, but they sounded great, right? Yeah, the uh, the singer is not the most charismatic guy. Although no. I, I've seen him better than other times. I but again, like one of those once in a generation type of singers, just an amazing, amazing voice, and uh, yeah, pretty good band. Yeah, Shinedown put out an album this year, and it was first off. Uh, the amusing thing is every single from the title of it to every single track was in all caps. And you know how I love the the punctuation on, on albums, right? Sure. So, yeah, all caps. It was basically screaming at you. Um, and, you know, what it sounds like is if somebody, some, some executive wanted to make a rock album that was really into EDM or wanted a soundtrack at CrossFit, which the lead singer is a huge fan of. It was just a... It, it, there's there's portions of greatness on it that are just overproduced. So it's it's the third album in a row that's a just a steaming turd in my in my opinion. And I love the singer. I really liked their earlier stuff when it was really rocking. We both love that fly from the inside tune, but like forty five yeah. is a great song. Um yep. uh, I got a candle. What's that song? I got a candle. I got a spoon. <laughs> Save me, maybe. Save me, yes. That song is a great tune. Uh, yep. They've got, they got a bunch of them. Um, uh, I, the sound of uh, madness is a good song. Oh, that's a great tune. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, they got the some point. good rockers. And you know what? When you go see them, they don't like act like those songs don't exist. Right. As they, these new kind of radio hits are playing for them, but you know, kind of like we were talking about with Red Sun, maybe what I want them to be just isn't who they are. Yeah, and but the they are consistently paired with just the most odd co-headliners. Last year, it was Shinedown and Five Finger Death Punch, or Five uh, five Finger Durst Punch, as I like to refer, refer to them uh, as. Ah, I isn't love those a- guys. <laughs> but does, does that make any sense, that pairing? It's like, it's like uh, guys it's like that show lines up. On a chalk, it's like chalk lines on the ground. It's like it's like half the crowd is wearing sweatpants and what they wore to, to Target on a Sunday morning after after, after doing a jog. Fuck you! And the other half's got like skinny jeans. That's what I mean. It's just a weird pairing. But uh, I, I, from conversation, I understand that there is a certain song by Five Finger Death Punch that you didn't hate this year. Surprisingly, and not only that, loose. It was a cover. Oh <laughs> <Like>, and <laughs> you hate covers. It's a it's a twofer. Oh, you know what it is? It's a double negative makes a positive. Oh yes, there we go. Um I have to admit it I the first time I heard it it was like it was a cover and it was five finger death punch. So my 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 immediate reaction, my my like uh my my core was like, hate it, sucks. Yes. Uh, but I heard it a few times and I really don't mind that uh cover they did of the offspring song gone away. I could find you there Pulled away before your time I can't deal It's so unfair And it feels And it feels like Heaven so far away And it feels Yeah, it feels like the world has grown cold now that you've gone away. 
you know, right before we started recording, you were giving me uh, some advice as a professional, uh, both artist and uh, podcaster, <laughs> and you asked me if I could hear myself in the in my headphones. Isn't that correct? Yes, and of course you can't. No, because I, I like to have a conversation like a normal human, and I was thinking let, to myself... Let me ask you this while, 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 you, while, while you, you, you're being so smug there. Are you... Do you even have the capability to do what I'm asking? Of course I can. I select not to. Okay. Well, um, when you have technical issues that involve your mic not working, it might help. Anyway, okay. carry on. I, I know you're trying to blame me for this, but my point is I imagine, you know, you're a lead singer of a band. You got a little bit of a lead singer disease, I believe. And I think that in your, in Baco's perfect world, that you... <laughs> You, you would like to have harmonized like Paul Stanley on Live Two, uh, uh, co- constant Baco, hearing yourself perfectly in your in your ears as you speak. Yes, uh, you, you you paint a beautiful picture. Uh, it just that sounds amazing to me. I mean, th- this is a guy it's like that, Utopia. To, to see, you know, at least fifty listens per episode come from you. <laughs> Listen to your own voice afterwards. <laughs> you said it, it's only unique hits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think you're pumping them up. But you love your voice. You want to hear it while you're recording. You want to hear it after you're recording. You are the Gene Simmons of podcasters. I don't know where you're going with this. This is the professional way people record. I don't know. I'll tell you what. You're not Sin wrong Zach, about me loving the sound of my own voice. I know. But I'm going to ask, ask other podcasters. Comment on there. Comment on our Facebook page. Uh, if you are a podcaster listening to this, do you listen to your self-talk on the mic or do you have a normal conversation um, and listen to yourself later? Let me know, people. But uh, what do you got next? What was your biggest miss, your biggest fail, your shocker, uh, where you actually thought you might be getting punked of the year? Oh, boy. It has to be Wilson, doesn't it? It does. Why don't you recap Wilson for those that are not that familiar with a, a band with a silly name? Well, a band you, you turned me on to, Bubble Flex. Uh, I was interviewing uh, Marty from that, and after the interview, he mentioned that I should check those guys out. Uh, oddly enough, about a day later, that their record showed up in my email for Decibel Geek as like, hey, would you like to check this record out and review it? And it was amazing. It was uh, the uh, Rise, uh, Right to Rise record. So then I checked out there. They had one record before that, uh, Full Blast Fuckery. And, and, I, and I love both records. They're just a great, high-energy, fun, positive, just rock metal band, right? G- and, guys, like to, guys like to have a lot of fun. There's other out, out from Detroit, great live shows, I understand. I've never seen them. Yeah, yeah, an amazing live. They were just, the, I mean, the whole band was tight as fuck. And they were just a blast to see. And they they went away for about two years, and they come out with this record called Tasty Nasty, and they're basically Smash Mouth with a little bit of I don't know Eminem and <laughs> Kid Rock, uh, Kid Rock, uh, bad Kid. Ki- bad Kid Rock. I grew up on Obi Wan and Vader, son, sipping on grape Kool Aid. I like smoking grass and grabbing ass was my middle name. I was barely legal when I first got laid. I had a fake ID when I was in 11th grade. And it was like, what the fuck happened? Uh, I mean, people who listen to the show heard my interview with him. That was a pretty, uh, the, the singer Chad, I should say. Yeah. And 
I've actually interviewed him, I think, four times now, and and that was a very difficult interview for me because I wanted to stay positive and keep a good relationship, but at the same time balance my own personal credibility. I'm like, I I can't. (laughs) So if you listen to it, you can actually hear it, I think, if you know that. It actually pains me to to kind of softball some of this shit just because I had a good relationship with the guy. But you sat you sat can I tell you how it sounded when you were yeah. you were talking to him? It sounded like you were sitting down an employee to do a write up for him <laughs> for bad for bad performance. Yeah. Well I'm do, I'm explaining why he doesn't get a raise. I like smoking grass and grabbing ass was my middle name. I know. He's getting demoted on the Cobras and Fire show. Oh, my God. But, uh, but again, maybe another band that, you know, well, I'm sorry, but this is not who they are. This is a total cash grab. I, I stand by that. This is just, you don't go from, this is not a natural progression. I don't care how much acid you microdosed. You don't yeah. go from that band to this band. They might as well have just rebranded the whole thing because they didn't do anything that uh, validated their past. This is not the Black Album after Injustice for All. This is Carly Simon, you know, f- you know, or Anthrax <laughs> doing a Carly Simon type record. And to that end, they are now opening an entire tour for Steel Panther. So that it, that it confirms they're a joke band. I mean, they should have just rebranded themselves another the band and called themselves the douches. <laughs> I'm on board. What's up, ween bags? Tesco V here, the Dutch Hercules, the DJ, his bad self. It's seven rock and roll degrees on WLSN, right here in the Motor City. Next up to warm the cockles of your black little hearts, it's a new one from our very own Wilson. Dicks up, windows down, and here comes that sweet, sweet fuckery sound. Westbound, my friends, doing shots with gas in corridor. If I'm a heart 
We should probably mention Loose, one of the bigger bands that we're both a fan of that uh, had a pretty decent record to, as far as a comeback. And we both actually got to see them uh, live for free. We did, yes. And that involved, uh, also segued into, hey, a great side conversation, right? <laughs> yeah, sure did. Because I'm the Fonz. Hey. 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 So, uh, <laughs> we'll leave that part alone, but uh, yeah, what it, Firepower by Judas Priest, I thought, was better than I think I talked about it at the time. I, I agree. Uh, uh, at first, I, was, I thought it was kind of like, kind of a sonic boom-ish Judas Priest album, where they're just kind of copying the same format, throwing down more. A little bit. Songs well, are better, well, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, much better produced record than oh. uh, Sonic Boom was. Of of course, well, yes, anything is. Um, But uh, essentially, I'm pretty sure Chris Holmes' uh, latest album is better produced than Sonic (laughs) Boom. But but going into this more, I mean, it was you know Rob dropped the the thesaurus words out and all that kind of stuff. But but in short, um, my rating of this is is just not that bad. Uh, Live, still a ferocious animal. A very sweaty, bald animal. A little slower um, animal, a little but slower uh, yeah, animal. it was still a great show. Yeah, and that was my first time seeing him. I, uh, what was the last time you've seen him? Prior to that, it was the, uh, what was it, the Epitaph Tour, where they did the the entire British Steel record? Yeah, would you rate Halford's efforts vocal-wise, not his stage presence, but equal or greater? Or I, I put them both equal. I mean, I don't think he's, I mean, he wasn't, you know, running around the stage thin <laughs> Uh, but no, it was. I thought both shows were great. Yeah, I mean, I so, don't need to hear British Steel all the way through. So much to the chagrin of me, that wasn't the best set list for me. Much better set list on this tour. Yeah, and also my Judas Priest fandom, as a result, increased and inspired uh, inspired me to propose us doing an entire episode on Defenders of the Faith. Yeah, so check that out in the archive. That's a lot of fun. And One of my favorite records of theirs.
Can we, can we uh, honor those that have uh, left this this earth this year in the music industry? Gone but not forgotten, Lewis. Yeah, I got. I have a, a tiny list. I mean, there's been a lot of people. Uh, probably not all related to hard rock and metal, and maybe some of these aren't exactly hard rock and metal, but uh, I think these are important losses in the music industry that in some way at least tie to to our show. Sure. Um, I think the first one we should mention is George Bush. <laughs> George Bush, yes. Uh, I think I saw you at the funeral. Yes, and uh, the reason right I said that... behind Ivanka. Mm-hmm. And I think one of his favorite artists was the guy from Hee Haw that passed. <laughs> yeah, Roy Clark. Yeah, I mean, a uh, guy can kill a banjo, right? Yeah, I, uh, I'm sure he played banjo, but I know him more for playing that, like, uh, oh, more of an acoustic thing next to the the blonde guy with an acoustic thing. <laughs> See, I have very odd memories of Hee Haw. I don't uh, remember why I watched it, but I remember that, that the intro, and what the fuck was that show all about, though? I'm just trying to... It was a country. variety show of country music, so country music musicians would come in, and then in between that, they would have uh, very... Uh, I don't know. I I call them townie skits, where they're 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 dirty funny. If you're like a lot older than us and uh, have never <laughs> never been to a city with more than ten thousand people in it. Anyway, this concludes the hee haw portion of the show. <laughs> All right, let me run through these real quick. Uh, uh, from Jeff Jefferson Starship, we lost uh, Marty Ballin, um, Ed King from Leonard Skinner. There aren't many of them left, so if you have a Leonard Skinner, uh, they're very valuable. Uh, of course, we talked about it a little bit on our show, surprisingly. The the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, passed. Uh, Jill Janis from Huntress. I, I'm not super familiar with them, but I know they're metal. Uh, Vinnie Paul, we did a whole episode on. Yes. Uh, Dolores O'Riordan of the Cranberries. Uh, Eddie Clark, probably more in our cup of tea, Motorhead guitar player. He went on to, uh, oh, Fast Eddie Clark, was. Uh, he started Fastway, right? Mm-hmm. Trick or treat, baby. Trick or treat. <laughs> and I, I'm going to nail this loose. Uh, Mikio Fujioka from Baby Metal. the fa- One of my favorite bands that didn't <laughs> perform a single note of music while they performed on stage. Uh, I, if, if you love hearing uh, pre-recorded music, go out and see Kiss and on this uh, end of the road <laughs> and make sure you catch Baby Metal at every one of their fucking shows. I think it's a great opener. I think they finally found the opener. Yes. Baby, yeah. <laughs> you want to plug anything in? That's right. Yeah, just, hit, just hit play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the sound guy, all he has is a disc man. Oh, my God. I, I would like to say, Luce, 2018 has really uh, been a banner year for uh, Cobras and Fire, as you know. Uh, our numbers have been, you know, fantastic uh, week to week. Just, you know, a nice steady climb. I want to thank everybody who listens uh, and interacts with us on social media. Keep it up. Keep busting our balls. Keep coming at us. Uh, thank you yep. very much. Uh, and, of course, Luce, thank you. All right, Baca. Well, thanks for that list of death. Uh, by the way, did, did, I don't know if I missed it. Did a Beatle die this year? Know that we still have two Beatles left. Mm, good, good. Rock's not dead. But Ringo's next.
You ready? Hold on one second. Okay. You taking a piss? Nope. Okay. Taking a selfie. Okay, ready to go. Did not take a selfie. I did. Wow. You're going to see it soon. You ready? I'm literally wearing a Bieber shirt. I'm going to post it. Yeah, I'm ready. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.